got construction happening outside, so if you hear any other outside noises, do apologise. Doesn't always pick them up on the microphone when I'm recording, but hopefully um, you won't have too much. All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host, JD. I am the collector of collectors. Today, I am continuing my quest to interview pop culture collectors from around the world. And in particular today, my guest is called Kevin O'Brien from Iowa. And he is an X-Men collector, but more specifically, the Wolverine. So Kevin, thank you for joining me today. Yep, thank you very much for having me. Really happy to chat with you. I've been looking at your collection for a little while and I reached out to you through Instagram and actually asked you to be on the podcast. And one of the things that you sort of mentioned to me before I started recording and that you also mentioned to me when I first reached out to you about the podcast is you said, I don't have the biggest collection in the world, but that was not the specific reason that I wanted to have you on the show because you had an interesting collection of, of different Wolverine things that I saw on your Instagram. So I, I just want to talk about your collection. I mean, you still, I think you still said you have a couple hundred pieces. Is that correct? What, how much would you estimate you're at now? I'd probably say in that uh, two, 300 probably range, um, not including comics, but uh, my toys outnumber my comics pretty good. Um, I think about the full set of the um, series one for Wolverine comics, but Besides that, that's about it. I mean, that's just my main focus is toys. And yeah. I'm definitely more about like the artwork and the nostalgia of it all. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's funny you say to me, oh, it's not the biggest Wolverine collection in the world. But I mean, you're still someone who has a couple hundred pieces in your collection, as you said, not even including comics. So I think for most people, like the average person would still probably look at your collection and go, this is pretty impressive. I imagine you have friends or family that come around your house and see your collection that are, that are uh, blown away by it, right? Uh, I try to show it off a little bit, but it's kind of hidden in my own personal dungeon right now. I'm moving soon, so hopefully I can display it a little more and not hide it downstairs. <laughs> so <laughs> only I get to uh, have pleasure, but really it's for me. So as long as I get to see it, that's all good. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so when... You're moving. Um, we were actually we just touched on this prior to recording as well. Um, but you were saying with moving, you had quite a number of boxes. Again, not expecting, you know, thinking you didn't have a large collection, but then you were taken back by how many boxes you actually had to start packing your things into. So, what was what's been the process of of packing up your collection? Um, because this is something I haven't really spoken with anyone before. Actually, moving a collection. Um, well, I packed every box. Uh, wife wasn't touching it. <laughs> I wrapped everything up. I mean, I statues, a couple I have, made sure they were extra box. And I do keep the boxes for those, but I try to display them. Um, and pretty much I've already decided that we're hiring a moving company, but I'm taking those personally in my car. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to allow somebody else to move them. I mean, they're not fragile i mean some of them i guess might be but overall i wouldn't say my collection's fragile but they're still it's my collection and i want my hands on it so um yeah just lots of boxes a lot more than i thought um but don't want to overcrowd and stuff and damage it i told you this i'm more of an inbox collector so that kind of increases the space that stuff takes up rather than uh, out of box collectors mm -hmm. so 
that's all good and um hopefully everything makes a trip it's not a very far one it's just across the town where i live so i think it'll, everything will be good just i don't know as a person that collects i mean just still worried my stuff will get broken and hopefully i can replace what i can replace and if not well well I mean, <laughs> yeah that's the thing obviously with, with packing things up is is making sure that everything is is taken care of along the way and like you said you're going to make sure you take those boxes yourself to ensure that they get there safely. So oh. I completely understand. Um, let's sort of dial it back. Uh, one of the things I always try to sort of do early um, in the podcast is really get a bit more background about you and your Wolverine collection. In particular, where did your love of Wolverine come from? Um, did it stem from a greater love of the X-Men or have you always gravitated straight to Wolverine as a character? Where did that start? Um, I definitely, I was one of those nineties kids. Um, I watched a lot of the animated series, grew up on that. Um, I know Wolverine's a big piece of that, but it also, some of it came from my brother. He was a big collector and I remember sneaking into his room, looking at his comics. Uh, one thing I always gravitated was his, uh, comic book cards. Um, the good, like nineties Fleer and all those fun ones, just flipping through the, three ring binder of cards um so yeah. that's kind of how my love for the characters started um the collection itself didn't start too much later um which looking back i mean i wish i started collecting this earlier been a lot cheaper on my wallet but <laughs> um that's all good i mean but that's where i started it was really that 90s animated series and just what i saw from my brother watching him have his collections and he's actually kind of a big hulk fan so hulk first wolverine um it's kind of a big deal we have yeah. it's all fun i mean we get a lot of the same stuff and i've given him pieces when i buy in collections um so we both kind of help each other out with our collections so it's all it's kind of a good thing him and i have in common now cool does he have a large Hulk collection, like comparable to yours, or a bit, a little bit more reserved. He goes more for the comic book side, um, not as much in the toy area. So he's got a, a fairly large collection of comics right now. Um, but I outnumber him by toys by quite a lot. One of the kind of common areas we have is um, some of the video games. Um, we have. He's a big video game collector as well. Um, he's even contemplated opening a store. Kind of hope he does. I think that'd be pretty cool. But I think that's kind of his. He's got the real big boy job to, until that can manifest itself. So yeah. But so we both like our video games, and he's got quite a few. He's got one I'm still looking for, uh, the Wolverine for Nintendo, nice in box. I got the game, but just can't get a clean box out there without dropping several hundred dollars. So. Yeah, that's actually one of the pieces that I was going to ask you about. I, I took some notes um, prior to the podcast, and one of the, like I was looking at interesting pieces in your collection, and one of the pieces that definitely stood out to me there was a couple. First off, was the Wolverine tennis racket, you know, because it's a funny thing oh, yeah. of like so it, you know in in kids' toys and with theming and branding, they'll sometimes put you know characters on about just about anything like wolverine and tennis the two things you don't probably usually think of putting together but also you know i saw that you had that super nintendo you're talking about the wolverine 
um, Adamantium Rage, the Super Nintendo game. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, I've got that one, Super Nintendo, but they also made just a Wolverine for the original Nintendo. Oh. So that's the one I'm still searching for, is the original Nintendo with a box and poster and manual and the complete package. But I've got the cartridge already, but as a inbox collector, <laughs> I kind of need the box. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I've seen some beat up damaged ones, yeah, for like 50 bucks. I'm like, who wants to spend 50 bucks on a damaged box? Not this guy. No, that's true. That's true. I, I, I also would not be tempted to, to spend $50 <laughs> just on a, on a box. Um, but, yeah, I, well, that was the thing. When I was looking at the Super Nintendo game, you know, I, I remember seeing the Marvel versus Capcom and things like that. Um, and X-Men, but I didn't realize that they made specific Wolverine um, games for the Nintendo. Uh, but he is one of those characters that's, um, you know, had a really great run and been a very popular character. So you obviously being someone who, as a child of the 90s, like you said, with the Fleer cards, and I do actually remember those cards. That's probably one of my earliest memories of the X-Men was seeing them um, in the, the cartoon form and, and also the the collector cards that they had during that time as well. And some of the art on those collector's cards is, cards is fantastic. Uh, but one of the Yeah, because a lot of them did original art outside of the, even the comic book. So that was definitely one of the cool th things that they did. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So obviously for you as a kid going through the 90s, you got pretty blessed right at the end of the 90s. I think 2000 is the first X-Men movie. Is it 99 or 2000? I can't remember what year that came out. I believe it was 2000, yep. So you got pretty blessed to, through your younger years into your adult years, uh, be blessed with a number of X-Men and Wolverine movies as well. Yep, definitely no shortage on the X-Men love going on. I mean, I know it's kind of the big thing right now is when will they appear in the MCU, but yeah, as an X-Men fan, you've seen your ups and downs. I mean, usually the first two movies are pretty decent in the series, and then there's that Dark Phoenix for each one that's kind of... <laughs> been a little bit on the subpar level but still enjoyable but what would you right. say is your favorite movie with wolverine in it logan is definitely probably up there that was um a fantastic kind of real gritty movie um i feel like they did a lot of emotion it's kind of reminding me of like a, a drama series or drama movie more so of a mm -hmm team up buddy movie type thing i mean i love those team up buddy movies but it felt like a almost a piece of art itself rather than just a tribute to the comics type of movie yeah so uh, i think that's why i like logan so much i definitely agree with that um i actually had in my notes here uh about my favorite wolverine versions and it is actually both of the james mangold movies which being logan and the wolverine now i know the wolverine didn't get great reviews across the board um but as someone who's traveled to japan i love um you know japanese culture seeing wolverine in japan for me was, was really cool and i and i did quite enjoy that movie but uh old uh logan being based i think loosely on the old man logan comics which i was reading about as well like when that movie was coming out there was a lot of talk about the old old man logan comics and and how much it would borrow from those storylines um, do you read, like, and I know you said you, comic books are not the largest part of your collection, but do you have that series of comics as well? Um, I actually don't. Um, 
I really just have the first volume of comics. Um, I'm not a big comic book reader. I'd like to get into it more, but I definitely more just about the art and the pieces and looking at them, which I've just never been much of a reader growing up. Um, so reading comics has kind of gotten by the wayside. I try to dabble when I can. I've thought about buying the um, Marvel Unlimited, but it's like, 60 to 100 bucks a year i'm like i don't know but i get my money out of it or not and but that might be the way i finally get into reading more is try something like that where i don't have to buy the paper copies to read them all yeah it's a constant commitment obviously keeping up with comic series and when they keep bringing them out you know different writers different artists year after year after year every decade um then yeah it, it, for me to try and go back and obviously get the whole back catalog of <laughs> the batman um comics w would be oh, yeah. incredibly difficult and uh take up so much more space than my collection already does i do have a lot of the hardcover versions um and there's a company called eagle moss that does a regular hardcover um release at the moment which i've been collecting though so they can get all a lot of the different series in hardcover format uh but in as far as for the single editions i did collect them for a while and then i sort of fell off doing that because as i said it is such a regular commitment so i completely understand that let's go back to the pieces then because as you said you're a fan of the pieces and the art is there certain pieces that you gravitate towards what would you say are the things that you if you see them out in the wild collecting that you have to have stuff that's different um, that's probably one of my main criteria. It's different. Um, mm -hmm. I do have like the traditional Marvel Legends, but then as you said, I have a Wolverine tennis racket. I have Wolverine skateboards. I have um, quite a few things of Wolverine candy, from cool. nerds to bubblegum to suckers, all still preserved. I mean, I have a can of X Men like spaghettios so <laughs> i like things that are different so that's that's cool spaghettios how how old is the can if you don't want me asking oh it's gotta be early 90s like 93 95 maybe mid 90s so is it hard to keep something like that in uh, pristine condition because i mean cans obviously can rust over time and everything i don't see any signs of rust on it um, still looks pretty clean to me. I do have a backup label for it too, which is actually was pretty cool to see the label ripped off the can because uh -huh. there's like little notes and stuff inside that I didn't know about till I got the label. Um, got it as part of a different group. And I didn't even know this about the can, but there were like six different shapes and one was a mystery villain inside of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little trivia piece there. So I think it's... I think the mystery villain was Magneto that they didn't show on the can, but it's just a fun little bonus thing of ripping off the label. So cool. Would you say um, that the SpaghettiOs is probably the the oddest or the weirdest thing within your collection, or is there something else which you which you would give that title to? Oddest or weirdest? Ooh, it's definitely got to be up there. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I'd say it's probably one of the bigger things. Um, I've got like a Wolverine cat little figure. Um, I think he's kind of a popular thing. I mean, I've got those Wolverine like Labbits 
which are like the little lab rabbit guys. Oh, but yeah. don't see much of the cans going around just because food doesn't really last that long. <laughs> so here's hoping the can never rusts is all I can hope for. And yeah, I guess I'll just lip, rip the label off and keep the label if I have to. One of the uh, common bits, I guess, of um, food things that you see in a lot of collect collections or a lot of the collections that I see um, tends to be things like cereal because a lot of these cartoon comic characters end up on cereal boxes. So I, you see a lot of cereal boxes within there. Is that some, is X-Men something you've seen on, on cereal boxes before? Is it, have they made it here? I'd say uh, that the movie releases, they, they might've had like movie specific releases, but I, anything else? I don't have any cereal boxes, but I've seen like uh cruncher munch, which is like, uh, Cheez-Its type thing, like snack crackers, yeah. kind of like seen those a few times, but I can't say I've ever actually seen a full cereal box with X-Men or Wolverine. I mean, which kind of surprises me. And right now I kind of want to go Google it and see what's out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you I would buy it. it if... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I guess that now that's probably, uh, now that I've said it, you're going to, as I said, probably after this, you'll go google it and uh and uh and i'm sorry if that if that costs you an arm and a leg in new cereal collections <laughs> i'd probably go for a opened box of cereal because that would probably be easier to get than a sealed box unless it was like plastic wrapped or something like that because cereal probably would rot inside where yeah. a metal can might keep stuff a little nicer i hope for longer but there is a Batman 89, like the Tim Burton Batman, that they did a serial of, and specifically it came sort of plastic wrapped because it actually had like a money box, I think it was, like a plastic plastic money box um, that came along with the serial that you get. I never got that as a child. I, I missed out on that serial. I've thought about buying it, and then I've, um, I've seen some of the prices for it, like the sealed ones going online. I'm just like, yeah, it's not really... I don't have a lot of food things in my collection as far as Batman's concerned. I have some of the Pez, but that's about probably the extent of really most of the food stuff that I have within my collection. Uh, so what about uh, things like pop vinyls, a lot of the newer collectible pieces? Do you tend to go for a lot of those as well? I do go for those. I have, I think I'm missing like the top three or four of the Wolverine pop vinyls. Um, Toytastic made two versions and the cheaper versions like 600 for a non glow in the dark and then wow. the glow in darks like $2,500. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess that would be one of my big purchases if it ever, I probably will never have that one to be honest, but I'd love it. It's just not realistic for my collection. But right now I'm looking for, there's a Logan 28 one, which is like, a shirtless variety and he's the next piece of the collection and he's right around the 150. I could buy one right now in box for probably a hundred, but box is damaged and mm. I'm like, no, I'm going to hold out, try and find a okay box. But that's the thing is he's like a 2013 pop. So good ones rarely hit the market. With, with you being like such a particular um, sort of in-the-box and condition collector, which is not uncommon for a lot of collectors, 
would you find that you tend to steer away from buying things online as much and trying to pick things up in person from stores and thrift shops and wherever you can? I actually don't. I purchase quite a few stuff online. Um, more so because I think that's just where the stuff is yeah. rather than, I mean, I like going to flea marks and shops, but I rarely come across anything new uh, that I don't have. I mean, I'll see the, like the new stuff. It's just hard to find locally. I mean, sometimes I'll get lucky at like a target, um, local comic shops. They do tend to bump the price up five, six bucks. It seems mm -hmm. like for figures. So, Mm -hmm. I'll usually take a chance online. Good thing sometimes if the box comes damaged, they have returned policies. Um, oh, Amazon got really, I got irritated with them. They took a carded figure and basically they snapped it in half on me oh. and set it in my way. I'm like, um, no thanks. And then my wife is arguing. She's like, well, the figure's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, it's, and I don't know, it was a whole thing, but I sent it back. They sent me a new one and it came all pristine. So I have to admit uh, a lot of, the draw. Yeah, on, on a lot of um, places that I've seen like videos of people talking about their deliveries from Amazon quite often they, they get, you know, like, because I, I follow a lot of like pop vinyl and Lego collectors in particular and, uh, some of the things that they always talk about is the way that they'll send things like Lego or pop vinyls within soft packaging, you know, just in a, in a post bag. Um, and it just ends up getting crushed. And so they just get this like crushed box. So anyone who cares about condition is definitely not going to have a good time getting those deliveries through Amazon. Yeah. There's one website. Uh, it's either big bad toy store or entertainment earth. Yeah. That you can select a collector premium and they actually will like set it off to the side, make sure it's a pristine box before packaging it and they over package it. Um, wow. I've done that once or twice, just kind of uh, see what it was. And yeah, it's nice. And I mean, it definitely gives you a clean box, but you're paying like a, that three to four minimum or three to four extras on top of the piece. So I don't like doing it all the time, but I guess definitely something I've yeah, getting that obviously as a, you know, a premium, but then having something in the condition that you want, especially if later that becomes a grail item piece, you know, that you're going to have to pay yeah. a lot of money for to get, you know, you might as well pay that those few dollars extra up front. I completely understand it. I, I don't disagree with, with doing that. Um, when you talk about, um, you know, all these different sort of odd pieces that you find, is there a way you go about searching them? Is, is it something where you're just, you come across something, you know, when you're out shopping or online and, and you're just like, that's interesting. I'll, I'll purchase that. Or do you actually seek out a lot of the pieces for your collection as well? I'd say it's about 50, 50. Um, there's definitely, I have my safe searches for unique stuff that I'm looking for to add. Mm -hmm. But other times I just have like a Wolverine search on just, I just search Wolverine probably a couple of times a day, see what pops up, what's new. And mm -hmm. sometimes you get lucky. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of, I have a group of guys on Instagram that will send stuff back and forth. So they'll shoot a cool product my way and I'll shoot some cool products their way. And we 
help each other out finding those unique pieces. Um, one guy found this. Um, it is a toy gun that holds candy. Cool. Little piece. And I, it was like $10. And I'm like, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> I, I was like, I had to have it. I was like, it's got Wolverine on it. It's got cable on it. And I'm like, yep, that's an easy purchase. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously, so, as you mentioned, it's someone who specifically goes for odd, like, and food um, type pieces, that that's just perfect for your collection. Oh, yeah. No, it was 100%. I had to have it. And fantastic price of $10. And, I mean, I would say that if you had to, like, average out my collection on how much I've spent, it's probably around that $10 per piece is that's kind of my happy place. It's like, I like spending $10. I'll buy just about any figure for $10. Okay. So well, do, do you have sort of a um, cutoff like, okay, that you would like if it's past hundred? Oh no, you meant you sort of mentioned you were thinking about buying something around the hundred to 150. Is that like the high end of, of pieces that you would buy? That's about my high end. I don't like spending that. I've only done it a couple of times. Um, yeah, that's kind of my, I mean, my last big purchase was I got the black and white pop vinyl for Wolverine, which uh -huh. has kind of been one of my grails for a while. I spent just shy of 150 on him, but super happy, super happy to have him in the collection. And as I haven't told my wife, I purchased <laughs> that one. <laughs> hopefully she doesn't listen to so, Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't get uh, in trouble now. Well, I mean, talking about like high end pieces for your collection, is there a grail piece that if money was no object, is there a grail piece that you would love to have in your collection? Probably one I've been looking at for a while that is, I think that it's only like maybe five, six hundred dollars, not like the highest ever, but is the um, Art Ross. That doesn't sound right. Alex Ross. Yes. Um, of life-size art sculpture of uh -huh. Wolverine's head. It's just a big old bust and it's cool. They made a mini version, which I have, which is awesome in its own, but it's like three, four inches tall. Mm. But a life-size one is definitely a piece that I wanted to have, but don't see that happen too often, but There's a that's few... one that I've been looking at for a while. That sounds like a really cool piece. There's a few of the, um the people that I follow, a lot, of, a lot of the collectors I follow online, there's a few of them who are statue collectors. I'd sort of tend to gravitate towards some of those statue collectors and the, those huge pieces, but obviously they, they add up and the cost behind them. I was talking about one in my last episode um, and uh, how expensive this, this uh, Batman um, XM Studios statue that I have behind me went for. Um, and that's probably a, a once in a, in a, blue moon type of purchase so yeah i i i just don't understand how some of the statue collectors out there how they keep up with the cost of those pieces yeah there's a guy i follow his i mean every week he's posting pictures of a new statue i'm like how <laughs> how are you doing this i'd love it like <laughs> I mean, these are amazing 1500 two thousand dollar statues i'm like yeah. every week I'm like, okay that would be nice. I mean, I wouldn't know where to store them if I had of all. I mean, I'd have to build an entire house just to collect those statues is what I'd feel. But um, I'm sitting over here with my Lego pieces. Like, where do I put this one? 
<laughs> well, I mean, that's the that's the beauty about collecting, right? I mean, even though there's those things that you look at and you're thinking that that would be fantastic to have in my collection, it doesn't stop you from being able to collect. There's still plenty of other yeah. things that you collect um, or that you can collect uh, from different characters, whether it be Wolverine or Batman or whoever else. Um, you can just go out and find these things, you know, and pop culture has blown up so much in the last couple of decades. Um, you know, things like the X-Men movies were, you know, there and, and helped to sort of ramp that up from these big blockbuster movies that ended up making a lot of money and then made these char characters more mainstream. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's always going to be things out there that you can find. Do you, um, do you have any pieces from the movies in particular that you, when you were a kid, you, you remember collecting as well? Um, like I, I think I said this earlier, I didn't really start collecting until probably like five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't have anything from when uh, those movies first came out, like that I bought then. Okay. I have a few pieces now that I've picked up. Um, but really, my collection just started like five, six years ago and has, well, massively grown. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I wasn't sure if there might have been a couple of pieces that you just sort of had along the way that you held on to, maybe. Um, some of the stuff that I've held on to the longest, I've got some of my cards growing up. Um, I've got a, a awesome saber tooth poster that I've had since my childhood. I think I, it actually might have been my brother's that I stole from him. So <laughs> the thing is ripped and it's got like a Corvette sticker I attached to it at some point in my life. It's been rolled and stepped on and it's it's making its way to the new house. Just don't know where I'm putting it, but it's it's surviving. I'll well, say that. But. I mean, yeah, obviously, like if it's something that's held on that long and as you mentioned, like stickers stepped on all the sort of stuff. Um, and it deserves to, to keep staying with the collection as well. Yeah. I actually just took it down from the wall just the other day. Like, I'm like, should I keep this thing? I mean, it's terrible shape. I'm like, yep, yep, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> Let's actually talk about with the so, moving. So you obviously we spoke about trying to pack things up and, and then move them and the kind of effort that will have to go into that. Have you given a huge amount of thought to where you're setting up your collection in the new place? Have you got a dedicated space and you know in your mind how that's going to happen? Or is it one of those things that as you unbox, you might sort of see how the collection looks? Well, this has kind of been a big debate in my house. Um, there's not a dedicated space, unfortunately. Uh -huh. And me and my wife are going to share an office space where the current house, I have my own kind of office space. So uh -huh. that means some of my stuff might unfortunately have to stay boxed a little bit. Oh, okay. She's like, you might get a little bit of a shelf. And I'm like, oh, it's frustrating, but I'm definitely going to have to make more of a display out of it than a full on here's my entire collection. You can see everything. So a little bit of a bummer, but the house is better for me overall. So, well, I think I've got a, I think I've got a solution for you. If you guys have a dedicated room as an office, maybe you can get a roll of electrical tape 
and then you can just run that electrical tape right down the center of the room and just say that is your side of the room this is my side and then you can just put up com put completely nothing but shelving around that side of the room with a desk in the corner what, what, do, you, what do you think would she like that i'd love to do it <laughs> she's almost giving me full space of the closet as long as the doors will shut so i'll just have to open them up every time i'm in the office to look at it and that might be the solution I get, but that way she doesn't have to look at it. My wife is not the biggest fan of it, but she still loves me and I still well, love her. Well, so that's, that's it matters. That's it. I mean, our partners supporting us as collectives is, is definitely a big thing. Yeah. You know, um, I, one of my definitely one of a kind pieces I have is we have a, um, I think it was off site and we ordered it. I'm wearing my tux from our wedding but I have my jacket pulled open and like the Superman pose basically. Yeah. Except for it's the Wolverine outfit. Oh, that's cool. So we have a little figure of me with my talks in the Wolverine outfit sticking out and her in her wedding dress. That was a uh, cake topper we had made. So that's really that's cool. cool piece. That's really cool. Uh, and, and great that she let you have that as cake topper as well. Yeah. So she put that on, I think, uh, I don't know if it's tradition out there, but she found this tradition of they get a groom's cake which is okay. kind of separate from the actual big wedding cake. And okay. she put it on there. And so that was kind of a fun thing and just something unique that was special to our wedding. That's not, that's really nice. And obviously, you know, she, she supports you as a collector, even, even if you're only going to have a smaller space, maybe in the, in the new, uh, the new place that you're moving to, but I do wish you luck in um, setting that up. I'm thinking maybe with the space that you're talking about inside the cupboard, maybe you can set up shelving inside the cupboard and, and you know, you can look at a way of, of what are interesting ways to display within a, a shelved space like that. Um, I'm sure there's probably videos or um, articles out there somewhere of someone who's done that. I'm, I'm sure you can find some information. I'll try and make it like one of those, uh, like a mini bat cave. It's like, open the secret door and there's yeah. your bat cave except for mine will be my wolverine collection that'd be really cool that'd be really really cool that'd be it's like <laughs> they're like whoa i thought you were a wolverine fan kevin and i'm like i am and then it's like that magic doors open and like the light burst out and all those, yeah <laughs> i'll go for one of those special effects it'd be awesome if i got like the turn on bright light that actually did it that made that glow effect that'd be cool well, there, yeah, you, you can get automatic lights when you open up the doors, like the motion sensor lights. Look, I mean, now the brain's going now. I can see it. I can see it ticking over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's oh, all yeah. sorts of things that you can do. You know, you just got to be uh, I'm gonna... inter interesting space. You just got to use your brain and, and sort of think about how can how can I do this? What's the coolest way I can make this? Yeah, so hopefully I can get something to work and – still have some fun and be able to enjoy my collection which is the whole point of collecting is to really enjoy it so 100%. not just to have the stuff i mean last thing i'd want to do is like take my stuff to a storage unit and just have it sit there that's not a collection that's uh i don't know that's, that's just taking up space it's not fun yeah no i yeah. i completely agree i completely agree kevin i've really enjoyed having you on the show um before i let you go though let people know where can they find and look at your collection. Uh, my collection is only on Instagram right now. Um, it's Wolverine underscore collectibles. I've got like a little yellow image up top. So find me out. 
Um, try to post. I haven't posted as much little recently because, as I'm said, I'm moving, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So a lot of stuff's packed up. But lots of fun. Message me. Have some fun. Find anything unique. I'm your guy. I mean, just don't try to make make me pay more than I should. <laughs> ten dollars. That's oh, it. Ten dollars is the regular budget. Ten dollars. If you've got anything interesting, yeah, you hit me for ten dollars. Yeah, make sure you uh, you let Kevin know, and 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 if you are a Wolverine or an X Men um, collector or fan yourself, then definitely I I would definitely advise you go over and check out um, Kevin's page because as I mentioned, I was really enjoying looking at your collection, and that's why I wanted to have you on the show. So thank you very much for being on the show. I really enjoyed chatting to you, and yeah, I wish you luck with the move and setting up the new display. I can't wait to see what it looks like. All right, I'll make sure. I don't think I've actually ever posted my full collection, but if I get that set up the way I want it set up, that baby's picture's going up on Instagram for sure. And so I like kind of keeping my collection hidden and one piece at a time. Just keep the keep the people watching, right? That's what it's about. Yeah, awesome. Wait for awesome. the next well, fun thank, item. Thank you for being on the show. I really enjoyed having you on. Yep, thanks so much for having me. It's been a great time. If you liked the episode, please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also join me on Instagram at Collecting Heroes, where you can see photos of the collections of the people that I'm talking to, as well as some of my own.